A podcaster is sworn to value. A podcaster, podcaster is, is sworn, sworn to, value. to value. The heart knows only virtue. The heart, the heart knows, only, knows virtue. only virtue. Their mic connects you to this episode of the Retro Rewind Podcast. Reflux Capacitor, flaxing, crew, distinctions, scanning for Dragon Heart, 1996. Prepare to rewind in 3, 2, 1. Welcome, rewinders and new listeners to the Retro Rewind Podcast, where we take a fresh look at movies and video games from 15 or more years ago. You can find this episode at RetroRewindPodcast.com slash 148, where there are links to contact us and vote on the movies we cover. And if you end up loving the show and want to see it thrive, you can become a reflux capacitor, making our time travel possible alongside our patrons, Jared Holzhauer, Deborah Powers, Brian Keating, Patrick Hicks, Aaron Strauss, LJ Lowry, Chris Cowan, Peter Panda, The Feel and Film Podcast, and two other awesome patrons as well. Thank you all for supporting us on Patreon. My name is Francisco Ruiz. I'm a dad, designer, and I predicted that Dragonheart would be a nostalgic movie. Now, before we introduce our guests, yes, that is plural. We have two this time. Here is your Francisco's boop, 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 boop flash announcement. I want to let you know that I recently got the chance to be a guest on another podcast, the Feel and Film what Podcast. What, traitor? <laughs> no, but that's fine. That's great. <laughs> no, well, seriously, we can talk about it later. Anyway, and I got to discuss with uh, Patrick Hicks uh, the film Big Trouble in Little China. So we had a good time discussing that. I, I unfortunately don't know what episode it will be, but it should be live now when you're, if you're listening to this on the podcast, it should be up uh, over at feelinfilm.com. That's feeling with no G. It's like feelin, I N. And then film, but that's the end of your Francisco boop 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 flash announcement. Now I'd like to welcome on the show, as always, he's my good friend and co-host Paul. As you could already yes. tell, the master interrupter powers. Hey, Paul. Yes. Hi. I'm on the show always, even before you announce me. <laughs> yeah, that's how it works. Uh, Paul, here's your trivia yes. question for Dragonheart. Okay. Rob Cohen, who is the director of Dragonheart, yes, one of the Cohen brothers. Is he actually? Not the famous Cohen brothers, but if he has any sibling, he would be a Cohen brother. <laughs> uh, he wanted Dennis Quaid's swordsmanship to contain some Oriental style, as did Quaid himself. So Kiyoshi Yamasaki trained him. Yamasaki both played the sword master in Conan the Barbarian, as well as being the production's literal sword master in that film and a handful of others. Cool. Paul, if you could train in any sword style, let's say from yes. a movie, uh, what would it be? Uh, the Darth Vader style. <laughs> the Darth Vader style. So the, the Sith style of... No, darn it. Now you're going to have to make me look up his name. But basically, he did all the sword training in uh, the original trilogy. Oh, you mean in, uh, the, the actual, like... Earth, the sword master oh, guy oh. Uh, who did Princess Bride, and you know, he's been in. Oh, he did Princess Bride to too? Yeah. I didn't realize that. Well, I didn't know he did Star Wars too, I guess. That's why I'm at. Uh, okay. But cool. Well, while you're looking that up, Paul, what was your All prediction right. for Dragonheart? 
classic, you would recommend the same one. Nostalgic, it's only worth a rewatch if you saw it as a kid. Or tragic, it's not worth anyone's time today. What did you predict before you watched it again recently? Before watching it recently, I predicted tragic since it's been decades since I've seen it. Decades or and decades. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Paul. Now I'd like to welcome uh, our first guest. He is the events team manager and podcast producer for geeksundergrace.com. And you can watch him stream Tuesday evenings, most of the time, on the Geeks Under Grace Twitch channel. Welcome aboard, LJ Lowry. Welcome, LJ. Thank you, guys. It's, it's an honor to be here. It's an honor for us to have you here. Uh, I have a few um, more questions for you, LJ, since this is your first time. Oh, right. First off, what is your favorite movie genre? Oh, it's hard to say. Um, definitely action movies, for sure. Action, nice. nice. Very cool. So you're much a, action a, that you want. Go ahead. Sorry, I ruined your joke. <laughs> you're a diehard action fan. Uh, yes. See, that was much better Good than point. what I was going to say. <laughs> 10 out of 10. Nice. Uh, you're Kaye. Okay. Uh, then, <laughs> LJ, my other uh, question for you, your, my trivial question for you, is Dennis Quaid broke a finger in a duel with David Thewlis, uh, and, who played Einan in this movie, and spent the last two weeks of the Dragonheart shoot in a plaster cast. Wow. Should have had Bob Anderson be the sword master of the film. <laughs> and that's, I assume, who did, was the sword master for Star Wars and Princess yes. Bride, Paul. Okay. <laughs> yes. Thanks for bringing it back. Anyway, You're uh, welcome. LJ, have you ever broken a bone? And if so, how did it happen? Well, I didn't necessarily break it, but it was definitely in a wrestling duel with my uncle when I was a kid. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, so uh, I broke um, one of my fingers. Um, or I didn't break it, but uh, oh. what happened was I strained it. Was He was picking me up or something. I just remember going to the ground mm-hmm. and having my finger like bend back like that. Oh. And I just, <laughs> I just remember all the women in my house freaking out. Like, <laughs> and, uh, like oh, my gosh. <laughs> All this stuff, and oh. I ended up going to the. I ended up being in a splint for a little while. I think, sure. yeah, like a finger splint. How, how old were you when this happened? I was really young. I was oh, maybe like, like last week, six months. Wow, that's crazy. Oh, no, I, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was maybe like ten or so years oh, old, okay. probably. Okay. Yeah. I I assume your finger functions normally now. Yes, it okay. does. <laughs> yeah, it bends backwards just fine. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Awesome. Well, it's great having you here, LJ. What was your prediction for Dragonheart before you rewatched uh, it? My prediction was nostalgic. Hmm. Falling in line with the captain. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, awesome, LJ. And also joining us is Celeste Mora from Geek Devotions, a YouTube channel and community. Welcome back to the show, Celeste. So great having you back. Yay. Thank you. Sure. Now, a couple bit of housekeeping to that since you're on first off this is your third time on the podcast do you know what that means no one more time you get a free gravy boat no <laughs> yes that means you are now promoted to shipman mora good job Yay. Yay. yeah twice the work and not any pay <laughs> Hey, hey at least I'm not outside the cleaning the ship. That's true. Yeah, I'm you glad are. to be back in, but <laughs> this time. That's a reference to our Galaxy Quest episode. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Celeste, uh, what area of the ship would you like to serve in? We have the archives, <laughs> we have the galley, and sickbay. 
I'm going to say the archives. The archives. Because there's books. That's true. Nice. So, there you go. Celeste is now our ship's archi- archivalist or ship's historian. Which, are, which would you prefer to be called? Arch- historian. It's historian. easier. Okay. All right. <laughs> so awesome. Thank you for being on the show. And when you are on the show for six times, you'll get, be promoted to chief uh, historian. So Ooh. keep it up. Now, here, Celeste, here's your trivial question. Jason Isaacs plays Lord Felton. So let me enunciate this. Jason Isaacs plays Lord Felton opposite a character named Draco. Years later, in the Harry Potter movies, <clears throat> Isaacs plays Lucius Malfoy, who has a son named Draco, played by Tom Felton. <laughs> oh, wow. I know. What an odd connection that is. Huh? <laughs> That's cool. So coincidence? I think not. not. (laughs) Celeste, my question for you is, who wins in a fantasy movie death match? Draco versus Harry Potter. Like the characters, not the properties. Okay, so wait. Draco the dragon or Draco the kid? Draco the dragon versus Harry Potter the wizard kid. The boy who lived. I, I, I just wanted to clarify that because, you know, Draco was not exactly the best with the wand in yeah. the series. Oh, 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 gotcha. <laughs> it would make much more interesting battle between the two Dracos. That oh, yeah. would be true. Um, I think that Draco would win simply because he would logic his way out of it because Sean Connery. Oh, oh he would befriend Harry Potter. Yes. yes. <laughs> he would basically reason with Harry because in the in the in the Potter world, the dragons are not very logical. Oh. Like they're just like, Oh gold. But Draco is very oh. logical. Yeah. So I think that he would be like, Hey, we should be friends. Yeah. I mean, he's just kid. You can talk a kid out of anything. Just yeah. I don't hey, feel kid. like getting you stuck in my teeth. Let's be friends. Yeah. You want yeah. some candy? Come over here to my, uh, van. I mean, my cave. <laughs> wow. And finally, Celeste, what was your prediction for Dragonheart? I predicted nostalgic. Nostalgic as well. So we have three nostalgics and a tragic. We'll see how those pan out. But uh, Paul, will you please enter the course for Alice so we can get back to 1996? All right, Alice. Let's have a roundtable discussion where we each talk about the th- top three things that we liked and didn't like about the movie Dragonheart. And we'll come back for some feedback and announcements. Sounds good. Uh, Alice, <clears throat> once you've got the time coordinates set, please send us back to Dragonheart. Alert! Alert! Approaching target. Spoilers are coming. Establishing analysis vector. I will not stop until I've rid the world of every last one of you. I am the last one. Get ready for an adventure that will set your imagination on fire. Dennis Quaid and Sean Connery as Draco, Dragonheart. Yes, it will set our imagination on fire. So much fire everywhere. But will it, that fire leave a lasting burn in our memories? That will allow us to remember it for 
years to come? Well, we'll find out now in our memory mind melt synopsis of Dragonheart. Prince Aiden, an apprentice of former Knight Bowen, clings to life as the result of an attack to save his life. He is taken to a snarky dragon named Draco. Draco explains that the only way to save Aiden's life is to share half of his heart with him to keep him to keep the king alive. The prince, who is on the brink of death, tricks the dragon, sharing half the heart, dragon's heart with him. The magical act is complete, and Aiden lives. Aiden later, <laughs> Aiden later becomes king. Due to the dragon heart, he also becomes evil and making the king a jerk who people hate. Then the snarky dragon has to take the king under his wing to teach him to be decent, a decent human being. Dennis Quaid is a hired knight to go out and kill is a hired knight to go out and kill the last dragon. And Bowen sets out on a quest to kill Draco and all the dragons out of the anger over his friend since he thought the dragon half heart turned the prince evil. In the process <clears throat> excuse me. In the process, Bowen Quaid finds himself making an unforeseen friendship with the voice of a James Bond after attempting to kill him. Draco Bond shows the knight that it wasn't his heart that turned the young king evil. Bowen also finds out that both Aiden and Draco will die if either one is killed. In the end, a big battle takes place between two factions. Knight Quaid and the talking dragon team up and lead a rebellion against the evil prince. During this battle, Aiden is killed, meaning that Draco also passes away in the same moment. And Draco dies to music that will be used in many trailers from then on. I also remember the dragon being the best part of the movie and wanted to have one at my house. <clears throat> we certainly got some of that right, but unfortunately <laughs> a lot of it was... Incepted. Uh, yeah. Aiden. No, it was Aiden. And yeah, also... I, thought, I thought it was Aiden. Like, you I, don't, ha- you don't I, have to out yourself, LJ. I'm just <laughs> that's what I, sorry. I mean, that's uh, after watching it, after hearing it clearly, I was like, wait a minute, that's not right. Uh, <laughs> I was like, I already said this, so I'm not changing it. Yeah, no worries. That's that's part of the fun. <laughs> I'm glad we get yeah. to play the inception sound. So, anyway, <laughs> Paul, that's we didn't get the our memories, our memories weren't technically accurate. But can you give us some of the technical details of the production of Dragonheart? Sure. Dragonheart is rated PG-13, runs an hour and 43 minutes, and was released in theaters in the USA on May 31st of 1996. So it's, uh, what do you call it? I always get, it's not Veterans Day. Memorial Day. Memorial Day. There we go. It's a holiday film. Uh Uh, it was directed by not a Cohen brother, <laughs> uh, but it also stars Dennis Quaid, uh, David Theolis, uh, Pete Postlewaite. I'm messing up names like Wow, Dana, Diana, Dinah Meyer, Jason Isaacs, Brian Thompson, and many others you may or may not recognize. Yeah, and actually, some of those actors have been in other movies we've covered on the podcast. For instance, Dennis Quaid, who played Bowen was also a Davidge in Enemy Mine, RetroRewindPodcast.com, slash 132. Davidge. Davidge. <laughs> uh, Sean Connery, provided the voice of, who provided the voice of Draco, uh, was also John Patrick Mason in The Rock, which was slash 91. 
I gotta say, that line made me laugh out loud when the dragon here says, Is that the best you can do? Which reminded me of his line in Rock. Uh, you what? say the line. Oh. <laughs> Your best. Best. Winders often, losers often losers. whine about their best, and then we won't yeah. finish the line. Yeah, and <laughs> Sean, anyway. Con- Sean Connery was also King Richard in Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, a small yes. cameo at the end there, uh, and we covered that in Slash 25. Now, Brian Thompson, who was Einan's muscle, Brock, in Dragonheart, was also uh, was the German's other friend in Three Amigos, <laughs> Slash... <laughs> That was uh, episode slash or slash fifty three to find that. Look at the two little sissies. (laughs) (laughs) Wow! And then he was the name was Punk in the Terminator, which was slash eighty nine. Any other technicals, Paul? Like how this do at the box office? The budget of this film was $63 million and went on to gross over $115 million. So, good jobs. All right, so here's some box office trivia. This came out in the year 1996 in the USA. Where do you think it ranked out of 311 films released in the USA? Where did Dragonheart rank? Uh, Celeste, what's your guess? Uh, 42. 42. 42. Good guess. Uh, LJ? I'm going to say 100. 100. Nice. I want to say $1, but I know that is not it. Um, <laughs> I, I guess I'll, I'll say 60. Wow. Well, as you know, 42 is the answer to everything. And it's actually the closest to 30, what? the real number. Oh, really? 30? Oh, so, oh nice. Yeah. So, all right. So that's out of the year 1996. Independence Day was number one. Number two was Twister, another movie we've covered. Oh, yeah. And so was uh, number three, Mission Impossible. Anyway, so this movie featured a dragon. And out of 12 dragon-based movies where the dragon is the main focal point of the movie, Mm -hmm. uh, there are 12 of them. Where is did this... Where this rank <laughs> in terms of box office? A box office in the U.S. Okay. What else is in the list? You don't get to know. Um, <laughs> that that I, makes a difference. I will say, oh, well, see, mm. Mm. let's put it this way: it goes all the way. Well, the range can include what are the Hobbit? I, the what Desolate? year? What are the year range? Can you give us that? Like, is it uh, 80s like to 2016 present, to 1977. Okay. The latest is the, the... Okay, that's good. The latest is Pete's Dragon, Disney's re-release in 2016, oh, yeah. to Disney's Pete's Dragon in original. 1977, <laughs> wow. and everything in between. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'll go first this time. I'll say Dragonheart is number two. Number two, okay. LJ? Uh, five. Five and right. Celeste, nine. All right, it was actually six. So LJ wins oh, on that wow. one. Nice. Good yeah, job. the Hobbit: Desolation of Smog was number one, and number oh, two, yeah. Francisco, was How to Train Your Dragon. Oh, that makes movie. sense. Yes, that's okay. right. I, I almost forgot about. I that. didn't. Yeah, I definitely forgot. <laughs> that's uh, animation, not live action. You didn't tell me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but very... Pete's Dragon is animation. 
Uh, Elliot. Uh, <laughs> don't get me started on Peach Dragon, guys. But awesome. Oh. Awesome oh, technicals. Yeah, Disney. <laughs> <laughs> I don't hate Disney. Let's not go there. I'm this a is, dad designer this, and I dislike this, Disney. It's not a Disney movie at all. That's his How are we even getting back to that? Oh, gosh. Uh, let's talk about not our dislike of Disney, but rather our enjoyment of Dragonheart. Let's uh, go around and share one thing we liked. Let's start with Celeste. Okay. Uh, hang on. My notes are locked. There we go. So one thing that I, I enjoyed was the fact that they did the storyline with the queen. Mm. Oh, yeah. Like, where Isn't the queen was helping the girl. The yeah. star because it, it, it kind of made you feel like there was some backstory oh, there. Yeah, that totally. She had had experienced a similar situation, and she didn't want to see anyone else, or anyone else go through that. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, uh-huh. oh, can we get that story? Yeah, okay. it was like she Just knew for, him almost. Yeah. It sets oh, yeah. it up for a prequel, that's for sure. Have, it does. Have any of you guys seen any of the sequels? I have not. I'd be curious not. if any of them are prequels, that's why I, I ask. I think they're straight they to DVD sketchy. kind of deal. They look sketchy. Yeah, yeah they, they are. And I think they came out with a third one like pretty recently, too, I think. It's mm. on Netflix. It's a Netflix original. Oh, really? It looks, it looks sketchy. Oh. Wow. Well, I say Netflix original. I don't know if it's an actual original or if it's one that Netflix was like, hey, Bot, another country yeah. did this. Yeah. Let's put this yeah. on here. I think the second one was called A New Beginning. Yeah, that sounds right. Yes. Yeah. All right. Good deal. Yeah, that um, did that would be interesting. Go ahead, Paul. I, I was about to say, I thought uh, the, the queen, when I saw it, was Candace uh, Bergen, Murphy Brown. <laughs> but what? <laughs> Because, you know, I thought it was. It looks just like her, but it isn't. It's, uh, Imagine um, that, because it doesn't yeah. look like her. But okay. No, it does. I thought Julie Christie, who played the queen, Our, looked, I thought it was Candace Bergen. Yeah. But I thought she I was like, look like, you know what? Bird. I was thinking, this, I, I've never seen Candace Bergen act this well. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> um, which actually goes into to what I thought was uh, really good about what one thing that I liked about this movie was the acting. Oh, sure. I thought uh, we last covered Dennis Quaid in um, Enemy Mine, and Mm -hmm. I thought his acting has improved (laughs) with this movie. We talked about how his acting then wasn't as good, but I thought I was really impressed with some of the, a a lot of the characters acting throughout the film. I was really impressed by, so I enjoyed that. Bit of trivia that I ended up not using. Apparently, um, the director wanted Liam Neeson for Bowen, but I think a producer or someone thought he wasn't an action star, which is kind of funny. (laughs) That's ironic. (laughs) He had to get older. (laughs) Had to get the gray hair. Exactly. It's all in the hair. That is very ironic. He had to accumulate that specific set of skills. Okay. <laughs> yes. Uh, it takes awesome. a while to learn. Exactly. Yeah. LJ, how about you give us one of the things you liked about Dragonheart? Uh, one of the things was the set pieces. Mm. I think it uh, really well to secure uh, the different like areas and like the castle and stuff like that there were oh yeah all these areas of the kingdom and stuff like that and especially that that area when they went to like that village mm-hmm. where, yeah. well um, and even the villages themselves were distinct like you had the pig one yeah. you had the mm-hmm. two uh lords villages yeah totally yeah yeah it was yeah. very very distinctive yeah. Uh, does anyone know where this was filmed because I thought the locations uh, were top notch it was yeah. Slo- Slovakia I think 
Was it Ch- New Zealand? Because everything's it, in New Zealand. It wasn't New Zealand, no. <laughs> they had to film on the other <laughs> side of the Hobbit holes. Other side, <laughs> side of Hobbiton. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Did you say Czechoslovakia? Not Czechoslovakia. I thought it was just Slovakia, but I could be wrong. Oh. <laughs> no Czechs in Slovakia. Why, why don't you look okay. that up, Paul, while I All right, I'll look I that liked. up. Uh, I I thought this movie was I was surprised at how well it was paced for the major for the majority of it I yeah. it just like clipped along and I I felt like m- the story itself was pretty tight the beginning wait sort of does le- that mean you didn't fall asleep I didn't no I didn't fall asleep <laughs> no oh, I wow. had to watch it in two sessions unfortunately oh, just no. because I watched it like start in the morning watch a huge block and then the last twenty minutes I watched during lunch but. That's amazing that you thought the pacing went well, even though you broke it up. Yeah. Oh, no. It, it was. I think it, yeah. the end even went by faster just because I did break it up. Uh, so yeah. It probably I was. forgot about that time jump. Oh, yeah. Yes. When the character, yes. when the actors change, you mean? Yes. Yeah, well, just after the after the beginning events of the movie. And then yeah. they jumped, like, what is it, 12 years? Something yes. Like yes, that. yes. 12 yeah. years to Pierre Potsworth. I had no idea there was even a time jump there because it brought it brought a lot of weight to the events that happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. 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 And I think this film deserves uh, an honorable mention or some sort of an award for casting because I thought the young prince and the young girl looked so much like the actors yes. that got as the adults. Yeah. Totally. They did great with I, that. I remember yeah. being confused as a kid watching this. Thinking that Einan was the same, I I didn't yeah. really. I registered something yeah. was different, but I didn't really register yeah. that it was a different actor. That. I honestly thought they were the same actors, right? Really, but the yeah. fact that they weren't is just yeah. totally amazing. Yeah. So, uh-huh. casting director, I applaud you. Indeed, yeah, well done. For sure. Let's go back to uh, LJ. What's something else you liked? Uh, Brother Gilbert. Yeah, <laughs> yes. he, he, he was an awesome character. And it, uh, not just because, like you know, he, he was a scribe and he, you know, um, you know, he he was, he was like a monk basically. But there was more depth to his character because when they try to teach him archery, they're like, "Oh yeah, you're not going to be able to shoot that," you know, like just go ahead, try. <laughs> yeah. And well, then, uh, all of a sudden, he's a great shot. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, I- but honestly, I thought the the writing of his rhyming and his poets yes. was phenomenal. Oh I thought it was great. Yes. Yeah, I I I really liked Brother Gilbert on the whole as well, LJ. Let's go back to you, Paul. What's something else you liked? Okay. One thing I want to know is one thing. Okay. Well, there's several things, but the one thing that right now I want to know is as I'm watching this. How does a silly movie like this make me sad and actually tear up when the dragon died? I was like out of the... I was not expecting that. Like, okay, you know it's building up. Spoiler alert, the dragon dies, okay? You know it's coming. But in that actual moment, I was shocked. Like, wow, whatever they did, it worked. And it... Uh Yeah. And that is something that I like. You I know, don't know how they did it. I was not okay with it. I was tearing up not when he died, but but um, with Bowen's struggle about having to kill him and not wanting to, yeah. and they're like, yeah. they're oh that that's really like oh <clears throat> really um, that whole moving scene, to yeah. me, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Just not uh, okay with it. Yeah. <laughs> it's not okay, jeez. But what what <laughs> what are you okay with, uh, Celeste? What was something else you liked? 
Ooh, I liked the fact that they took the time to build up a mythos about the dragons. Because yeah. that's, that's always nice when there's a like a backstory to the belief about the dragons and they actually explained it. So it's not just a, Hey, this is, this is it. And that's just what we believe. But like, there was this, okay, she came from the Celts. The Celts were friends with the dragons. So this is what they believe. So that's what she believes, but not everybody else believes it. Like there was a lot of explanation into that. So, and then I like dragon lore anyway. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I was like, Oh, (laughs) tell me more. (laughs) Nice. Before the movie i actually thought just the last in general like i thought that's how the movie started was like yeah he was the last but then yeah then i realized i was like wait a minute there's there's more dragons yeah i'm gonna quote this movie let me sidebar (laughs) when i was in high school like 16 i think you're aging yourself i I took (laughs) uh one christmas break I devoted to memorizing this whole movie. <laughs> really? Oh, nice. wow. I, I watched it over and over That's and cool. over and over Did again. Did you confuse this with UHF, a Weird Al movie? Because you no. memorize Weird Al songs. Oh, no. And now, if you're going to memorize I, a movie. I wasn't really a Weird Al fan until uh, you and me were in college, Paul, with running uh, with scissors. That's when I really got into him. But okay, uh, uh, no, you yeah. ran with scissors. Well, that's the name of the albums. <laughs> <laughs> um, all so the time, you memorized this whole movie without subtitles. At one, yeah, actually, yeah, without subtitles. So, like, I Did thought sh- he, and for instance, there said the star-eyed one instead of the scar-eyed one. But oh. uh, yeah, I, I, I'm pretty sure I memorized the whole thing. I could be, I could be misremembering. But yeah, that's cool. That that was yeah. my my two weeks were devoted to that. <laughs> I actually had uh, a had an action figure. They had a toy line. Oh, oh yeah, wow. yeah. I had a, a Draco like dragon action figure. I remember. I remember Very that. cool. Awesome, awesome. Uh, let's see. Let's go uh, back to me, and then we'll I'll, I'll do one more like, and then we'll get to our classic makers, the things we love most about this movie. And uh, I I mean. It's probably pretty obvious to say, but the music in this movie so good. Uh, I felt like there. It's not just one thing that's good. Uh, I felt like on the whole, I really love the music of this for this movie. I think this is the best score that the the composer's ever done. If I look at his other movies, I think his <laughs> name's Ra- Randy Edelman. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I I. I really loved uh, the score. Yeah, there was that track whenever he like opened his heart whenever they were about to do the exchange thing. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. That was kind of I just remember that track just being it resonated with like that moment. Yeah, cool. mm-hmm. and also just the sort of dun 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 dun. dun. Yeah, it's just great. Yeah, there was a lot of fun tracks there, especially when they were kind of getting together and bonding people, the villages and stuff. Like there was a lot of fun music. Yes, exactly. So that so those were the things we really liked. Uh, now let's get to the things we like the most. Our classic makers. Uh, let's begin with Celeste. What did you love most about Dragonheart? You can't say just dragons. I, <laughs> I'm, kidding, I'm oh. kidding. You can. You totally can. <laughs> that was literally my answer. <laughs> 
I love the dragon. Like I didn't remember this. This was actually my first dragon movie. And for the, oh, anyone really? who actually who wow. knows me, this started the obsession. Um, wow. You mean not so, Pete's dragon? Not I. I've never seen Pete's Dragon, either of them. You're, you're good. Guys, don't, don't. They're tragic no. movies. Oh. You don't have to watch them. Yeah, that was uh, past my time, for, or that was before my time, for sure. You might actually enjoy, people that have not grown up as kids watching the first Pete Dragon tend to not like it as adults. Mm-hmm. But you may, I would go out on a limb and say, Celeste, you would probably enjoy the latest version. Yes, if you guys like prob- disobedient children, I'm sure you'll love Pete's Dragon. <laughs> yes. Wow. Oh dear. So, but no, I just I loved the dragon. I loved his sense of humor. I loved mm. everything. I didn't remember that it was Sean Connery because I was oh, really? like 11, was 12 the, the last time I watched this. I didn't remember Dennis Quaid was in it. Oh wow. Like we put the DVD in, and I, I was, was like, like "What is he doing what's, here?" What's going on? No, it was just some random guy. He was unimportant. There was a dragon on the screen. This so, isn't Mad Mardigan. <laughs> so but it's it started the obsession so he yeah. was definitely my uh my classic maker you know Very i will cool. say i'm gonna use this point and say that i was impressed with how well the cgi was for that dragon at that right. time okay i know yeah. the cgi <laughs> i know it might be coming up later but i'm gonna take my stand and say i was impressed with it you know, I was too. I thought I I'd say about eighty five percent of this um, CG still holds up uh, on the whole. Um, now I watched SD. I don't know if you guys watched HD and if how that changes it. Uh, I do want to say though, uh, to that point of it still holding up, at least in my opinion, I think part of that's in part because when they were first. Uh, trying to figure out how they when the director or writer were figuring out how they were going to make this movie and figuring out are they going to use stop motion are they going to animate it are they going to do some just puppetry they're like we're not sure how to solve this problem then they went and saw this little movie you may have heard of it a little indie flick called jurassic park uh and then they're like oh Oh, this thing called CG does hold up. Look at that. So they're like, okay, well, we can just we can do this movie that way, and that's so. I, I'm not. I don't think they got like ILM or anything like that to do. I forget who did the the dragon effects for this. I think Sean Connery was in a little shack oh doing it God. himself. <laughs> <laughs> Sean Connery was in a Muppet. As we get my Maya studio going. Mm. Anyway, that's the worst Sean Connery ever. Don't. Sorry. Anyway, but that's so it's interesting that uh, Jurassic Park was sort of like a catalyst for getting the CG for this going. Yeah. Yeah. Regardless. uh, So, Celeste, as your classic maker, a totally valid one. I was just teasing you before. Paul, what's your classic maker? Uh, surprisingly, it's the music. <laughs> no wonder you're silent. Okay. Yeah. Um, I have the soundtrack. I love listening to it. Unfortunately, if you listen to the soundtrack more than once in a row, you you kind of it loses see that punch. all the yeah all the songs kind of sound very similar. Yeah. Um, yeah. but this is the thing that stands out the most. It's played in award ceremonies with, yeah. you know, out ever mentioning the film. Yeah. Same thing. If you walk into, uh, Universal Studios in Florida or Hollywood, they have it playing in the background as one of their scores, but they don't mention the movie anywhere, but yeah. that's how good the music is. Exactly. Yeah. 
<laughs> awesome. Miles J, what's your classic maker? My maker was just a uh, dragon. It was interaction between uh, Sean Connery and Dennis Quaid. Uh, mm-hmm. Just the humor behind it was great. Oh, uh, yeah. 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 It was just, it was fun, um, mm-hmm. especially when they're, when Bowen's sitting in his mouth. <laughs> that was that was great. Uh, it was uh, awesome. And then he was like, thanks more. for picking that out. Yeah, or when he p- picks up the arm, yeah, I was yeah. like, oh, thanks for that. I've been there for lunch. Yeah. Yes. Um, and then he's just like, oh, next time, uh, what did he say? He's like, next time I could collect the gold and you die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just those lines like that are just so memorable. They are. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Um, well, that that leads really well into my classic maker, which are just and you guys, you you, I think all touched on this at one point, but uh, like Paul said, Bowen, Celeste said, or maybe it was LJ said, um, Brother Gilbert. Uh, I just all the characters in this movie are minus one. All the characters <laughs> in this movie. <laughs> Are so great and fleshed out. I, I love yeah. Bowen and, and Draco's relationship. I think they bring so much to those roles. I also think uh, David Thewlis and also Jason Isaacs and the I forget Brock's name, but like all of uh, Einan's cronies that have speaking parts, anyways, bring a lot to their 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 antagonism and them being yeah. the villains. They and like David Thewlis, I I feel like him and the young the the character the actor who played young Einan, i mean they're they're like evil to the core that's my impression yeah. of them but they played so many different shades of evil which i was really yeah. impressed by yeah. as opposed yeah. to just like twirly mustache and that's it uh-huh. and then and then the side the the ancillary characters the extra characters like brother gilbert like uh hugh i thought was really good uh, yeah. just uh, and go back like the the cronies of Einan. i just they're just all so good. I'm I, minus that yeah. one that I'll bring up in a bit. Uh, <laughs> so I, yeah, I, I really appreciated all you the characters. Know what? Speaking this. of characters, what I appreciated as a side note, yeah, that the king had two cronies basically instead of just like one guy hey you go take care of this he basically yeah. had two leaders yeah, I thought, yeah. you know that's more realistic yeah now totally. even more realistic he'd have like 10 to 100 of them <laughs> oh, you know sure, yeah. each a in charge course. of 100 but having two i thought was a very interesting dynamic that they played really well yes uh-huh. indeed yeah who's the, who's the who's the crony who leads that uh who heads up that pig village i want to see what he looks like or or maybe she <laughs> i don't know awesome guys well those are our classic makers for Dragonheart. Now, before we get into the things we didn't like so much about this movie, uh, we like to go out to social media. And actually, when we're doing these as live streams, we actually like to go out to chat and say, hey, what do you guys remember about this movie? So we'll start with chat. Yeah. Uh, Dale uh, really liked the vo- uh, Sean Connery as the voice of Draco. Uh, and he, oh, he also let us know that there were three sequels to Dragonheart. So we were asking that before. So, total of four. Total of four. Cool. Uh, and he really likes the mythology. This Dale also really liked the mythology of the legend of sharing of a dragon's heart. Uh, he huh. also liked David Thewlis and Lee Oaks. I'm not sure who Lee Oaks played. Lee Oaks on. is the young prince. Oh, oh, perfect. Yes. Okay. okay. Thank you. So thank you, Dale for adding to the things you liked about and remembered about Dragonheart. Now, going to social media, uh, we had people say things like, 
Uh, Ashley Elizabeth said, I remember that this was such an epic movie. I love Sean Connery as Draco and Dennis Quaid's sense of humor towards the night's, toward the night's way was so great. Uh, Marcus Lineker said, I just watched that with the kids again. I love that film. Uh, Dallas Panda Marshall Mora says, I remember saying in the, <laughs> I think, you, I think, you know, uh, He's a cool guy. <laughs> He's all right. Uh, He's okay. <laughs> Gosh, poor Dallas. Uh, we love you, Dallas. He says, I remember sitting in the kitchen at my grandma's home watching this movie with my sister. It is a great nostalgic memory for me. Oh, that's nice. Mm. Uh, Ryan R. Jackson says, it was not Braveheart, that's for sure. Uh, <laughs> Sean Connery did an excellent dragon voice, though. And then uh, Wardell White... Uh, Dale again says Sean Connery voicing the dragon was a big draw for me. That was all people would talk about. Dennis Quaid and David Thewlis uh, were bonuses to what I thought was an okay film. And then Josh Berkey gave us uh, three vomiting emojis. So obviously that oh. means he thinks this movie was sick, yo. <laughs> right? Yeah. Right, Josh? Are you sure? Are you sure? Yeah. I don't. I have no idea. I imagine he did, <laughs> does not like the movie. <laughs> uh, so you know that kind of leads us into our uh, dislike section. Thank you, everyone. By the way, Ashley, Marcus, Dallas, Ryan, Dale, and Josh for adding your uh, feedback. It's always great hearing from you guys on what you think about the movies we cover. All right, let's uh, kick things off with Celeste. You love dragons, so was there anything you didn't like about this movie? Let's start. Give us one of them. <sighs> okay, so my dislikes are pretty petty actually good the pettier the better that's what i, I have to start this this first one out with an explanation of there's just some people oh, who, wait, when wait. they act can, can i can i ask is this yeah. something super petty like white text on black background no hey oh, that's agree. a real complaint <laughs> i don't you think have it's that petty the world of color <laughs> at your disposal and your artistic vision and you're gonna go boring as black as white text on black background you i need to not waste my time with you anyway but Hopefully yours won't be that petty, Celeste. Thank you for partying. Well, I'll, I'll <laughs> let ahead, you judge and see. Okay. But there's some some actors that they just fit the villain part so well that you mm. look at their face and you want to punch them. Yes. And like that's <laughs> yeah. that's what I my dislike the prince and the king both the the boy and the adult mm -hmm. like just looking at their face I'm like ugh <laughs> you make me sick come here so I can slap you like that's <laughs> that, that is good <laughs> casting though yeah. but it no I don't want to punch people Paul okay <laughs> now yeah. oh go it's ahead going maybe it's going. It, maybe it's going too far because I will say, as as good as as a lot of uh, uh, Professor Lupin's scenes here are, <laughs> I did feel he did go over. If he had played it a little more subtle, I thought it would have been a little more creepy and a little more mm. um, uh, uh, just better. So I can see what you're saying. Maybe. They they played it a little too over the top and made you they, want to punch them in the face. Maybe that's it. It's just I don't know. There's certain actors that when I see them, even when I see them out of context, I'm like, ugh, your face. So so for no. instance, do you feel that way when he's playing uh, Lupin and Harry Potter? 
I did not realize it was the same actor. Oh, really? No, he's he's filled his face is filled out and gotten fatter since oh, he's gotten older. So he doesn't have that um, that 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 desire to punch him in the face oh, anymore. Gosh. He's kind of like, you know what? <laughs> he can handle the punch. Maybe I don't want to mess with him. Yeah, I'm sure that's the call. <laughs> Way to explain He'd that. Turn one. me into a werewolf. <laughs> he would. He'd bite me and turn me into oh, a werewolf. God. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so, so that's like I said, it's pretty petty. Yeah, but yeah. that's I can totally <laughs> see that there are, there are actors like that for me. I none come to mind uh, off the top of my head, but I know exactly what you're talking about, so I I can empathize. So, have you <laughs> talked to anybody about this desire to punch people? Can we in the continue? Face I think that not... <laughs> that I well, mean, they didn't do anything, and you just want to go over there and pummel them. Like, wow, <laughs> that's how. Maybe God well, made them or, or they're, you know, they're plastic surgeon. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am about to spend six hours in the car with a counselor, so that could be it. Could oh, all right. be a good there opportunity. Go. I go. hope oh, whoever driving is not being punched in the face. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> well, do they look like David Thewlis? Oh, we'll find oh, out. We'll find out. <laughs> no, no, they don't. Okay. Oh, uh, wow. Let's go next. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> to uh, LJ, what's something you don't like about Dragonheart? Okay, so uh, the acting also goes into one of my dislikes. Yeah. Fine, I uh, like the acting, but that's fine. LJ. Well, I mean, not not the acting in uh, necessarily, but a character. Uh, for me, it was was her name Kara. Yeah, the, the older Kara or the younger Kara. Both Kara. kind of, okay. but but the younger one I'll talk about later. But that's probably what spawns from. Uh, for, like I just don't find her really believable. Really, like, is it her red hair? No, 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 no. All right, because the fact that she looks like she should be in a movie called Brave is that <laughs> yes. Oh, I, I, didn't that. I didn't make that connection. Yeah, uh, but it was. I think what it was for me is whenever she tries to attack uh, Iden when she like tries to make her move, it mm-hmm. just felt weak because she just kind of like fell on, like from where she was. Like it didn't look like she really had any emotion behind it like i just thought it was kind of weak well oh. she didn't have her training from starship troopers yet, so <laughs> she didn't know how to fight yet yeah it just wow. it didn't it didn't seem like she was really as for the cause as she made it seem uh, she just kind of she it just felt kind of kind of shoehorned in there yeah yeah okay especially being like a potential love interest thing too mm-hmm. I, I didn't feel like it was needed oh yeah for, yeah, you know what? I, I enjoyed it. She she was the one actor that I didn't really care for as well. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't. I don't. I wonder if Man. it was a mix of and and Dennis Quaid was guilty of this too that they didn't use English accents or anything. Or uh, though took you right out of the though movie. Dennis Quaid Even though did they worked in rough England, up his they voice, in, it seemed. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. They what were it. in Slovakia, Slovakia. By the way. Oh, yeah. oh, I got it right. Okay, nice. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so she did serve a purpose in, like, obviously the rebellion mm-hmm. idea. That that was Bowen's way to form that rebellion and, and fight against uh, fight against Einan, which I thought was fine. Like she was kind of felt more like a plot device, I guess. Hmm. I thought it was fine. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's the length I, of her. Hair. I didn't mind. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I didn't mind the part she played so much, like Kara the character. I just something about, and I don't mind Dina. I think Meyer. Um, I don't mind her as a actress at all. I I actually like her in uh, Starship Troopers pretty well, but um, yeah, I it's almost like 
uh, it's hard to put my finger on what exactly it is. Almost like an arrogance, right. and maybe that is actually more with a character, mm. uh, or like an ignorance. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, was she? Ignorant? I mean, I, I like I the know. idea of the character, just the way she played the character. I don't, okay. I didn't know if mm. that character. Well, right. I, I mean, I'm not an actor, so I can't criticize yeah. too heavily. Hey, Except hey, I can't. I've, <laughs> I've heard some of our intros to our <laughs> podcasts. So I wouldn't discredit your acting all the way. <laughs> oh, oh, thank you. I think, uh, Paul, Paul. What's something you didn't like? Um, unfortunately, there are parts of this movie that just don't make any sense. <laughs> and I'm like laughing and I'm like, what is going on? And this uh -huh. is what I mean by silly movie. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's a part like, for instance, the scene where they're at the pig village and uh, they're going it after the dragon. For deeper. Yeah. Then they're going after the dragon for meat. Then they turn to the, the guys for then it's like, oh, well, the dragon got away. We're going to turn into cannibals and go after these guys now. <laughs> that doesn't make any you know, because now they're meat, you know, or well, maybe they mean like they're dead meat. No, I don't know. It wasn't made clear. It doesn't well, make sense. Let's and talk. Here's the other thing about that, about what you're saying. Yeah. They had fish everywhere. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's weird. <laughs> well, anyway, it doesn't make sense, right? Sure. So, yeah. like. Like Dennis Quaid, like in Avalon, and then he has like hallucinations of a stone knight on a pillar and this light coming out of nowhere. Oh, and he. So you think it was a hallucination? It wasn't like an actual spiritual experience? It wasn't correct. like a burning brush? No. I don't. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't say, I'm the voice of God or I'm the voice of <laughs> Obviously King not. Arthur. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, it's the you voice know. of King Arthur. Yeah, where does this light come from? And then all of a sudden it goes out like a nightlight and oh, there's a dragon there. You know, did the dragon make that happen? I don't know. It's not making sense. Oh, that's an interesting point because the dragon has some sort of magical property to like give life by right. like divine his heart essence. So maybe there is something right. to that. Huh. I never so thought about it that there, there, Yeah, there are scenes that it wasn't made clear, and I think the movie was not better for it. Okay. Valid, valid. Uh, and yeah. you know what? Something else, I mean, you guys are pretty much stealing things I don't like. Uh, there, You're welcome. There was <laughs> silliness to this movie that I didn't like, for instance. Um, the the Draco dragging uh, Bowen th on his uh, saddle oh, and hitting the tree. I mean, I think that's funny the first time, but it's yeah. not funny. It, the scene did go very long. It did go very long. Or like, yeah, let's just, yeah, be we done. Get it. And then, let's have the saddle <laughs> cut, cut in the tree, which I thought was a great ending that to that was, part. That was. Yeah. That was very clever. Showed Bowen's resourcefulness. <laughs> I really like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Then there were some um, anachronisms in this movie. I only caught, I only jotted. Is that one, where you jumble the letters and they spell something else? That's an. Oh, that's anagram. anagram. Yeah, that's anagram. Jeez, <laughs> what's the what's the one from sneakers? Um, uh, something cease industry. We're not talking about anagrams. <laughs> what are we talking <laughs> well, about? You sidetracked me, master interrupter. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, uh, C tech, <laughs> C tech astronomy. I think that's what it is. Okay. Okay. Anyway, oh, Draco says this. I about Sir Eglamore uh, in his mouth. I only chewed in self self defense, but I never swallowed. It's like, well, that's definitely a take on I think Bill Clinton's whole. I I only I oh, was wow. I smoked but never oh. inhaled or something. 
Yeah. Gave, I was a bit eye-rolly about that. I guess you have to have that prior knowledge for that really to... Maybe that huh. is just a funny line in and of itself, but if you have the prior knowledge, I'm like... Come on. You I know. never put that together. That's that's interesting. Oh, well, See, okay. I caught that too, but oh. I thought it was like, you know how like in Disney movies they make jokes yeah. that are meant for the adults that the kids don't catch? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought that's what that was. It was like, hey, here's for the older audience. Exactly. <laughs> I could see that. Yeah. I guess that's a bit nitpicky for me. But okay, so some of the silliness, I agree, Paul. I, I thought yeah. was the movie was not better for it. Uh, right. Let's go back. Let's go back to Celeste. What's something else you didn't like? What's what's your other petty petty dislike? So my my petty dislike actually got taken. So oh, well, what, what was it? I've changed it. Oh, it's um, changed. It was. I've changed it midstream. Um, it was the. I don't even remember now. I, I erased it on my notes and uh, retyped no it, so no I it's gone. But. They took Arthurian legend and misdid it. Like it was wrong. Oh. Like, I like yeah, I like true. Arthur Arthur legend. Uh-huh. I yeah. really enjoy it. So yeah. when they were like, "Oh, this is the burial place of Arthur," I was like, "No, it's not. Arthur's not buried." Yeah. <laughs> and Dallas is like, "Really?" I was like, "No, he's not buried because England might need him again." <laughs> Wait, so, so he's was, there's immortal? different legends of Arthur. So it depends on what you subscribe to. Uh, that's that's right. true. The the legends that. Um, I've heard the most common ones I've heard. Mm-hmm. Now, again, I'm not like, I don't study it. I just enjoy reading it. Sure, sure. But is that they put him in the lake. They gave him to the lady of the lake. Uh-huh. Oh. Um, that gave him um, Excalibur. Excalibur. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is Ariel. And, the lady probably, of the lake. Probably. So um, Ariel's in they, the gave, ocean, they gave him to Ariel. And she's holding on to him to bring him back when he when England is in the most need. Okay. Oh, so when the Antichrist comes, (laughs) probably. So. (laughs) And then he will be one of the two witnesses. Whoa, we're really like tying this up here. All right. We got to make it fit somehow. (laughs) We got to save that for the theological discussion. Exactly right. right. (laughs) So. Were there any other things that they didn't that they were skewing of the Arthurian legend? That's the only thing that I noticed okay. because after that I just stopped. Try, I, I was like, nope, I'm done. Yeah. I'm not going to be angry about this. I'm yeah, just not going to do it. That's not the old code. <laughs> <laughs> the old code is up, down, up, down, left, right, <laughs> left, right. Eh? Yes, there you go. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> wow. Uh, how about you, LJ? What's something else you didn't like? And then we'll get to our tragic makeup. Um, so mine might be a little controversial. Uh, there were moments oh where I thought the CG, was, the CGI on Draco was kind of off. Off the podcast. Yeah. No, that's fine. <laughs> um, it just there were yeah. some times where it just didn't look like it fit. Yeah, um, takes you out of the movie. So what? What really kind of did it for me, which I probably shouldn't have looked it up, but. Uh-oh. When I was thinking about that after I watched the movie, so I looked up when movies like Jurassic Park and Terminator were made. Yeah. Oh and no. Those were, man, those were made in the or Terminator Two at least. Those were yes. made in the early nineties, uh-huh. and I was just like, wow. Like, I mean, it like it does hold up still for its time, but then I look at those movies and I'm like, wow. Like those are even like wow. great, those are even greater. Uh, yeah, they must and, have had better directors. <laughs> <laughs> well. They, yeah. That's why he's not a Cohen brother. They had the actual uh, Cohen brothers. No, yeah. Yeah. So no, there was just some times where I felt like it was off and it looked odd. And yeah. I, having looked that up, seeing when Jurassic Park and Terminator Two were made, I think that did it even more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it wasn't. It's not my tragic maker though. Yeah. yeah. And I think, I think it, 
those movies certainly help from Stan Winston because he's involved yeah. in both those movies, and I don't think oh, he's yeah. involved in this at all. So, and having yeah, like right. practical, wait, I think this had like one claw practical effect. It looked like that one that was holding Bone at, at that when yeah. he spam out of his mouth. That looked very real. If that's CG, yeah, wow, you you fooled me. But I think that yeah. was a practical. Other other than that, I wish they would have had more practical. I think that well, would have helped have sell been, the illusion more. But that would have been twice the budget. I, and, I know. Uh, yeah. Well, so see, my thing is, I think when you try to show too much of mm-hmm. something, yeah. that's whenever you can start to pick it out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and really see where where it, where it looks off. Uh, but other than that, like yeah, like when he was in his mouth and things like that, I thought it was amazing. Though I do want to say the way they revealed Draco. I still got a big smile on my face when he comes oh, out man. of the waterfall. I was like, man, this is great. That, yeah, that is pretty epic. Uh, oh, Paul, I think you... I'm sorry. You, I think you have one more dislike, and then we'll get to our trash makers. Oh, thank you, because I haven't talked enough yet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, before my tragic maker, I did one thing, and this was almost my tragic maker, is I think, especially in the beginning, they... The editor or the director did a bad job of portraying the character motivation of setting up how Dennis Quaid's character really believed that the young prince was going to do good. Because we didn't, as an audience, we didn't see that. Why does Dennis Quaid believe so much that the young prince is going to do good? We, they do a good job of showing that the prince isn't going to do good by yeah. stealing his father's crown. Yeah. But they didn't do a good job of, of showing us why uh, Dennis Quaid characters believes in the prince uh, in an opposite way so much. I think right. they should have took... Because that's such a big character motivation for him throughout the film, at least the first half. It's like, uh, no, he was good. It was th- this dragon heart that changed him. And why does he believe that? I don't think they didn't show a good job believing, making. Well, me I mean, believe that. Honestly, I just filled in that apparently Einan was just really good at deceiving people, and he had deceived him. So he should have showed that. He should have had a scene where he's like, um, "Yeah, they should. Yes, I'll follow the old code ways." You know, he says that while like tired, while while fencing, but he does it. It's not believable. Me as an audience member. I want to believe that as much as Quaid's character believes that. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah. so okay. it, it, it made it feel sloppy and, and it made me question Quaid's character mm-hmm. uh, and his judgment. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's fair. So, I mean, he goes in league with the dragon, so his judgment is definitely in question. Right. right? It's throughout. He's, he's more of a flip-flopper than anyone. <laughs> anyway. Okay, so that's, I can see that. I can see that. All right, well, let's talk about the things we hated most about Dragonheart. What did we want to stab in the heart of this Ooh. dragon? Uh, let's go with, uh, you know what? I'll start us off because mine Ooh. is just whatever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> actually, I was pretty annoyed by this. All right, set the stage here. Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Uh-oh. They decide what they're. What are they going to do? Robin Hood carve gives his heart out with this speech. Hey, you guys, we we have everything we need in these trees. We have uh, wood for weapons. We uh, can make our homes up here and all all this. So what do the merry men do? They get to work. They start crafting uh, 
bows and and uh, smelting swords. That's probably not the word. Word blacksmithing swords and all that. And you see over a course of months and months them training, getting better and better at the bows. At the beginning they can't hit anything. At the end they're all hitting everything. And it's uh, it's totally believable. Oh yeah, you guys are working hard for months. I totally buy that you're uh, trained as of somewhat adequate militia. All right, great. <laughs> Dragonheart peasants. Oh, they get one day and they're ready to rock and roll. What yeah. the junk? I well, completely unbelievable for me. And I even uh, I was like looking like, okay, where's the transition? Because I was remembering that this was they're gonna go fight. So how long? What time passes? And you can tell it's the same day. Like they, <laughs> the day they convince them to start is, and then at, by the end of the night they have bows and everything, and they're all ready to go. Uh, Ah! <laughs> they don't. You don't believe they lived with bows for like hunting? They didn't have that in their village already. Well, if that were the case, they'd be very skilled at them, and they weren't. Mm, it's different when there's people in armor on horses, though, versus a deer running through the woods. Yeah. But even shooting at the static, um, at the just the 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 dummies, like Hugh wasn't wasn't getting it, and only the. Prince uh, Brother Gilbert, which is, I totally get that he would have this innate talent. That's I'm not, I'm not perturbed at that. But that everyone in the village would have this innate talent to fight, I don't buy that. Could it be that you are really <laughs> depressed and really angry that they took the plot of the Three Amigos to turn the village into the army against the bad guys? That is it. You okay. have it. Well, no wonder. But they they had already fought once. That was the so previous generation. All those people, I would get the sense that they're a lot of them. No, they're still alive. No, they're they just, were still there. They're just sixteen uh, years older. Uh, uh, <laughs> even one of them said, yeah. "We've done this before. Right. We're not doing it again." Exactly. You're uh, are disqualified. Uh, uh, <laughs> See? <laughs> there goes the argument. <laughs> Okay, so that is my tragic maker. Uh, let's hear right. Celeste's tragic maker. Okay, so my tragic maker is the fact that they killed the dragon. Aww. Like, they should not. Have, they should have figured out a different way. Like, why couldn't we just like hang Weasel's <laughs> face then... from his toenails? <laughs> <laughs> why do you like Kathy Griffin? Sheesh. You know what? <laughs> I was gonna totally go against you to explain why they had to kill the dragon because we don't have him today. But you know what, Celeste? You've convinced me otherwise by the hanging of his toenails because it would have been better. Because what it, he said earlier in the movie, what is it, his death is is an escape or something? It's, or, it's a release, not a punishment. Right. Yeah. So instead of killing him, they. He said, we're not going to release you. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. You know what? I, why well, didn't they just imprison him forever, really? Right. So well, now you've changed my mind. I think maybe that would have been a better ending because it would have been, aha, he gets what he, he's been dishing out. And it's not like they had any kids. They could have easily, like, he did not have any heirs. So mm -hmm. they could have easily given control back to the queen mm -hmm. and then somehow gotten more bloodline. Didn't the well, queen no, the queen died. I didn't kill her. Oh, she the did, didn't she? Killer, yeah. 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 I, mean, I remember because she walks in. Is that when she walks in and then all of a sudden you hear that sound? 
She yeah. she yeah, walks yeah, into he a, runs in after her. Yeah, with yeah. The, to the dark. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he runs in after her. Yeah. That was a funny line that he said before. How unmotherly. Motherly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some of the writing in this is really good. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I I just I could have thought of a bunch of different ways to not kill Sean Connery. You know what? That's I that I'm gonna say Bond that's valid. All right, yeah. I'm like Francisco. <laughs> that's a valid point. <laughs> Appreciate the camaraderie there, Paul. Yeah, we're all here for you, Captain. Oh, uh, LJ, what's your tragic maker? And then we'll end with Paul. So um, my tragic maker was just the first moments of the way everything went down. Um, like, you mean uh, at the beginning? Well, yes, exactly, the beginning. Um, oh. And I guess uh, it could even goes into like what Paul was saying about Ainan and like we didn't really know like we didn't really have a good setup for who he really was. Yeah. So he went. Uh, he goes yeah. right into he goes right into making mischief. Obviously, he's like, oh, I'm gonna get in, get in on this. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and so all I remembered from the movie back when I was a kid was remember when he got whenever he got stabbed by um by the whatever it was that stabbed him by the building or whatever yeah the whole spike <laughs> um, in the building yeah yeah so mm-hmm. i mean so i thought whenever i was trying to think of the synopsis i thought like maybe somebody i, I was thinking like somebody I, I, my assumption was that somebody did it to him oh oh okay he got in the mix i think what it was uh their village or was being attacked when i watched the movie i was like no they're doing the attacking yeah yeah so, I was like, I was, so how's this yeah, and I just thought kind of uh, the way it happened for uh, for Kara, just all of a sudden so just like, fall, fall down. Into him. Yeah. Like I was like, really? Like that's what kicks this off? Like <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wow. Uh, I mean, yeah. To me, it was just like I was like, okay, well, that important scene that I thought was so important, it really kind of isn't what yeah. I thought it was. Yeah, uh, yeah. And so right. that was due to the memory of it. Yeah. I guess you were in tragic. Sounds, yeah, uh, definitely. Uh, <laughs> I would have played the sound, but my cute, my soundboard's not up. Okay. Uh, well, <laughs> uh, okay. Well, that totally makes sense, LJ. Paul, let's hear it. What's the thing you hate most about Dragonheart? Unfortunately, Dragonheart stars Dennis Quaid, and I have the same tragic maker as uh, the movie. Enemy for- Mine? Enemy Mind. Now oh, I, I thought you said he got Dennis. better. Okay, go ahead. He, acting, yes. Oh, okay. Uh, and I love Dennis Quaid as an actor. I think he's very charming. Um, but here's the thing: No, I never found the, victory in the dirt. No, <laughs> it's the same problem. The main character, at least for me, isn't likable enough. Oh. I think they do a great job of setting him up at the beginning, where uh-huh. he's training the young prince. And you know he's deflecting it. He, he's being cocky, not with their head, but in a not with their heart. but in a fun <laughs> way. I thought he did a great job. Uh, and you know he's this old knight of the old code, doing this very honorable thing. They set it up great, and then all of a sudden, without any character motivation that we could see, he does a total one eighty and goes and has a conniption, and yeah. he. he Forgets the old code, everything he's training for his whole life, and he goes against and and you know goes against the dragons, and he's like, 
I'm going to kill them all. And then when he finds out, oh, he was wrong, he's like, oops, uh, <laughs> genocide of all the dragons over a misunderstanding. There's not even an oops. He just continues <laughs> going. I'm like, this guy started off great. And, and at the end, I'm like, you know, you're not as great of a hero that this movie could have had. Well, I could see why he would that. why he would change so drastically, though, especially if he's thinking that Einan is essentially like, I don't know, yeah. his adoptive son in a way he probably it sounds like uh, given how brock says you can come to nurse maid obviously he spends a lot of time mentoring and investing into him so i could see how to me he was more invested in the code of the ways rather than this boy but look what that code got him it got him to help this boy yeah and he abandoned it and that's what (laughs) i didn't like about it all right so I wonder uh, what like what happened in those toys we didn't see. Like I want dragon exactly. genocide. <laughs> well, yeah, but like I wonder. I want to see like from that moment where Bones. he went to the cave, and what what drove him to being the way he was twelve years later. Like I want to see that. Like just how, how he got more and more yeah, hardened. Like to, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Though though so, in that cave he seemed pretty. Heck bent about getting back at the dragons and giving up yeah. his code. So he, he kind of already was. That yeah, was a pretty. Oh, no, he's quick totally. Switch. All right, exactly. <laughs> that's what I mean. Yeah, okay. Yeah. It's yeah, too right. quick. We're in a heated agreement, Paul. Calm down. Hey, <laughs> you're, you're right. Though. <laughs> All right. Well, so okay. yeah, yeah. I, I, I. Unfortunately, it was the the writing of that character. I guess. Okay. Well, all yeah. valid points. And now that we've entered all our trajectories into the firing computer, Alice, do you have a firing solution for us? Firing solution complete. Rating salvo at the ready. On your mark. Now that we re- have rewatched Dragonheart and discussed it, do we rate it a classic? We'd recommend anyone go out and see this movie, whether or not you've seen it before. A nostalgic, it's only worth your time to rewatch it if you remember liking it as a kid. Or a tragic, it's not worth your time today. Either, even if you have good memories of it, probably best to leave those memories as just that. All right, let's start with our uh, newest guest. LJ, how do you rate Dragonheart? I was actually hinging on tragic for a while, just because Ooh. knowing what I knowing what I knew about the special effects, I was mm-hmm. like, oh, that's, I was like, it's not good. And there was a lot of moments that kind of made me cringe, like you know mm-hmm. that I talked about. Mm-hmm. But um, after our discussion, I'm gonna rate. I'm gonna go with my prediction and say nostalgic. Okay, nice. awesome. Nostalgic yeah. for LJ. Okay, uh, Celeste, what is your vote for Dragonheart? So I'm going to say classic because after watching it, I really think that it's, even though I agree the CG didn't hold up mm-hmm. as much as it should have, that it was still, it's still worth watching. Okay. Very cool. And Paul? hangs his head. What's the matter, Paul? I'm, I'm, I'm here's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> I think some people who enjoyed it, like Celeste, uh-huh. before will still enjoy it now. And we've had other people comment from social media. Yeah. Um, but for me personally, mm-hmm. it had been a couple decades since I watched it. And after rewatching it, I'm like, yeah, if I never watch this again, I'll be fine. Oh, okay. So for me personally, I'm going to... 
I hate to do it, but rated a tragic. Oh, really? <laughs> so I am the decider? Whoa. I guess that does happen most of the time. <laughs> I don't know why I'm shocked by that. I, I get where Paul's at. Okay? Yes. I really do. Yeah. So we have a classic, a uh, nostalgic, and a tragic. For me, I like I said, I predicted nostalgic, and I had way more fun watching this movie than I remember it being. Same and here. A lot of things that came to yeah. mind, and so, and that's how I that's how I rate movies. Is a lot of it. How much do I enjoy them? Are they quotable? I think this one certainly is. Um, when I share it with my kids, uh, probably when they're a little older, I think it's not high on the list, but it's not like never. Uh, so I think I'm gonna rate Dragonheart a classic. So really, yeah, oh. with two yeah. classics and a uh, tragic and a nostalgic, I think that pretty much uh, evens disputed out classic. to dispute. No, I was gonna say disputed nostalgic because no, of the tragic classics. Two yeah. classics and nostalgic and a tragic. Yeah, it's fifty percent of the the population. Okay. Hold on, yeah. <laughs> Let me do some math. Let me do some math here, guys. Hold on. Math is hard. 1.25, that's rounded down, is nostalgic. So, nostalgic. Is that the best you could do? <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm going to go with disputed nostalgic. Everyone hap- Everyone got that? Happy with that? Any, any disputes? About yeah, that? I disputed, but that's all right. <laughs> yeah. This is the guy who voted in a tragic saying <laughs> it deserves better. What the heck? If you think it deserves better, you should have voted it better. Master Interrupter. I don't, but I do. You know? <laughs> well, according to our calculations, Alice's calculations. Your calculation. Really, no, Alice gave us the firing solution. All I, right, I, Alice. I don't, I don't you and I need to talk. <laughs> The Retro Rewind Podcast rates with two classics, a nostalgic and a tragic. Dragonheart, a disputed nostalgic movie. We recommend if you enjoyed watching it as a kid or prior to uh, right now, this year, whenever you're listening to this, uh, you might enjoy watching it again. So check it out from the library or Voodoo or wherever you have it. Uh, but if you've never seen it, you could probably get by without ever seeing this movie. Anyway, guys, <laughs> let's get back. Let's get back to our own time. Good old 2018. Alice, please uh, spin up the Mr. Fusion or whatever you use. Comsat online. Receiving incoming transmission. Ah, oh, it feels good to be back, guys. We have yep. some. What feels <laughs> like a. I'm sorry, I was about to say, it feels like a presidential election where most of the people vote one way, but yet it gets another vote. <laughs> I guess we're just a product of uh, our times, then. I guess. Uh, <laughs> we have some general feedback uh, first. So from Dallas Panda Marshall Mora, who is, if you're not sure, he's been on the podcast before and is Celeste's husband. Uh, he says... I just wanted to let you guys know how much I appreciate you and all that you do. Your podcasts, your Twitch streams, your Discord server, and the, your Facebook community really are a joy to be a part of. You guys always bring a lot of fun and energy as you look at these retro games and movies. And to be honest, it brings a lot of joy. Thanks. Oh, indeed. A big aww. 
That is, that is super sweet uh, in all the best ways, Dallas. So thank you so much for that. <laughs> and then Rathion Hudson says, are you guys seeing this? Please mention this is coming to all of your listeners. This is most excellent. And uh, what he's referencing there, he tweeted me that, that um, Bill and Ted 3 is officially happening. So in case you're not aware, you missed the news. That will be happening officially. You missed the news eight years ago. It's been greenlit for eight years. They've been working on the script for eight years. People don't follow Bill and Ted as much as they should. Um, (laughs) How'd you learn so bad, Paul? (laughs) Well, it's really fascinating because eight years ago, they they started on a script. They handed it in, and they said, I'm sorry, we're not going to make a Bill and Ted movie for $350 million because that's what this script would be would require yeah go back rewrite it for a lot less <laughs> and they did that several times and yeah. now finally the script has been approved so it's on to the next phase so if the script's not approved how is it greenlit maybe i don't understand hollywood yeah they you said don't they understand. would make it yes they oh. said it you know based upon you know certain criteria yeah fine fine <laughs> well regardless in case you weren't paying attention eight years ago or now. Bill and Ted 3. Excellent. Okay, so thank you, Dallas. Do you Dallas. remember the name Whoa. of it? Uh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> well, was, was it People Space don't pay Is it the third one? Sorry, I didn't get that. What? Isn't the third one supposed to be called Bill and Ted Face the Music? Exactly. That sounds yes. right. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, again, thank you, Dallas and Rathion. And now... Uh, just uh, general announcements. Vote on the movies we cover at RetroRewindPodcast.com slash vote. Buy our t-shirts at RetroRewindPodcast.com slash store. One of our uh, guests here is sporting an awesome one. It looks good. <laughs> good job, LJ. Uh, good job. <laughs> Get bonus content and more by supporting us on Patreon at RetroRewindPodcast.com slash support. And contact us at RetroRewindPodcast.com slash contact. How else can people reach us, Paul, and you specifically? You can talk to us on social media. We are Retro Rewind Pod, not a cast. So it's just <laughs> Retro Rewind Pod on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And you can also catch us and watch us. I don't know. Are we Pokemon? Sorry. <laughs> watch us record these very podcasts as well as live streams of video games and pixel artists illustrations of francisco because i'm not doing it (laughs) (laughs) It, you can follow us on twitch.tv slash retro rewind pod are we podcast anywhere i thought we were on retro rewind podcast.com on we are podcast on youtube and youtube uh, that's what i thought but me, if you want to find me, Paul J. Powers, you can go to pauljpowers.com. I have all my social media links. You can hit me up there. Or you can listen to the next episode when we cover the Care Bears movie. Oh, great. <laughs> From 1985. <laughs> we care. Uh, do you want to explain the Summer Free? Yeah, real I'll, quick, do, I'll do that real quick. So oh, the reason doing that again? the reason we're doing yeah. a Care Bears movie is because it's actually a free movie that you can watch right now on Vudu.com. So you have uh, the rest of May to watch it, and when we cover it, I think it's June first is when we're going to be covering that episode. Uh, come cool. t- and follow us on Twitch, Twitch.tv/slash RetroRewindPod, and you'll get notified 
if you turn on notifications, that we're uh, streaming and we'll be doing our Care Bears review live. And at the end of all our podcasts, we do this uh, spiritual and theology discussion. What we do in that discussion is we each come with a question and talk about sort of any of the spiritual themes we saw in the movie. But that's usually only released to the patrons. Now, if you're as part of the summer of free, let's say you go watch the movie. So in this case, the Care Bears movie. And then you come and uh, watch the stream. We'll actually, we'll have our own questions, but we'll also answer any questions you might have. Like, so how is it that um, Tenderheart Bear has a heart on his chest and shows love? Is that really God's love or is that his own love? Would you call that agape or, uh, or filio? Or what kind of love would you call? I don't know. It could be whatever question you want that's spiritually uh, prompted from the movie. And we'll do our best to answer those. And and if you even want to be part of the video, we and if we know who you are, it, I think I'm not just going to take any random person that I've never heard of to oh, be in the video. Darn. But uh, <laughs> it, that's how Dallas got on. It, that's true. Well, no, I had a, a bit of a previous engage, uh, relationship <laughs> with you guys for a bit, but <laughs> but. Um, but so, like, join our Facebook group and and get to know us there, or our Discord, and get to know us there. RetroRemindPodcast.com slash Discord, and that way we have a bit of interaction. If you do want to be in the Google Hangout, actually discussing these live with us, as opposed to just asking questions live in Twitch. So we're doing that for each month. We're doing a movie in uh, May, discussing in June. Doing you can watch a movie in June, which we'll discuss in July, and we'll do. You'll watch a movie in July, which we'll discuss in August. We don't know what those other movies are yet because we need to wait for those months to know what's free. But there you go. There's your Princess Goes Not Flash at All description of the Summer Free Movie Club. Thank you. And, Paul, I also want to thank you for being, as always, an awesome friend, best friend, best male friend, anyway. Mm. It's because we share half a heart. Oh, that's of, what it is. Oh, they're half of somebody else's oh. dragon, but you know. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> but no, I really appreciate uh, just having you as a friend and do, getting to do this podcast with you. And I likewise, hope, I hope I look forward. To I it, never have. It's the Care Bears. <laughs> Indeed, I hope I never have to kill you to kill a king. That's that would be a sad, sad predicament. But I, I do it if you want me to. No, I actually probably wouldn't. <laughs> We do not condone murder here. This is a joke, guys. This is a joke right. watching. I was trying to think, oh, but I would or would I? I don't know. It's well, maybe we'll, maybe we'll talk about that here in a, in a few minutes. Oh, so all right. All anyway, right. So, yeah, I appreciate getting to the, do the show with you, like I just said. I'm also very grateful to our guests. Thank you so much. Yeah. Uh, first off, LJ, thanks for coming out, this being your first time on the show. Hopefully you yeah. had fun. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm glad to hear that. Uh, can you please tell people where they can uh, find you online? And is there anything you'd like to promote? Um, you can find me on Twitter at WarHeroLJ, which is my gamer tag that I usually go by. And then you can also find me on Instagram as WarHeroLJ. Um, something I'd like to promote uh, that we did recently is... Um, if you have watched Avengers Infinity War, we do have a spoiler cast on the Geeks Under Grace podcast. Oh, cool. And we also did a, an awesome Bible study with Dallas and Celeste. Oh, yeah. nice. Yeah. 
Yeah, so we did a live Bible study, and that should be there in the archives of the Geeks on the Race YouTube channel. Very, very cool. Awesome. Mm -hmm. And uh, Celeste, thank you for being on the show as well and coming back. Uh, And congratulations again on your promotion. Yeah. Glad we finally get someone to like file all these folders in our in our archives. Man, they've been just stacking up <laughs> digital that's, folders. That's funny. You think I'm actually going to do that? I'm going to read them. <laughs> that's that's what I do. I go well, to organize okay. my books, and I'm like, oh look, I like this. You can read it and then put it away, or something. I don't know. I'll let you figure out a system. Regardless, thank you for there being must be a system. Exactly. Thank you for being on the show again, Celeste. Is there where can people find you online? And is there anything you would like to promote? Okay, they can find me on a couple places. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm actually very present on the internet, but uh, mostly at Geek Devotions. So we have geekdevotions.com and the YouTube channel and the Facebook, and we have stuff like <laughs> you, you type it in you're gonna find it um and we do some pretty cool stuff over there and then i would like to promote do a little personal promotion mm-hmm. i have a young living essential oils business that Ooh. if you would like to know more about this i will let you know no frankincense tastic yeah <laughs> that may become a shirt um i also have shirts because I get bored. I'd workshop that a little bit, but okay, go. You're you're welcome well to it. <laughs> well done. Um, but yeah, so it's I enjoy sharing things that I'm passionate about, awesome. and being healthy is definitely a passion. Very very cool. Yeah, I, we we. I, I'll just say essential oils help me a lot with my allergies during allergy season. Yes. So definitely it definitely like, like those. That. <laughs> there, there you go. Uh, Essential oil I'm used to is WD-40. I would not advise that one. (laughs) Unless you're TikTok from Return to Oz. Anyway, thank you again, uh, Celeste and LJ, for being on the show. Uh, But most of all, I want to thank you. Yes, you right now. Whether you're driving. Sure, Paul, if you're listening to this in the future, I am talking to you too. Um, yes. <laughs> uh, driving, uh, if you're uh, doing dishes or cleaning or just at work, wherever you are, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to us. Um, and even whether this is your first time listening to the show or you're a part of the Rewinder community, thanks for spending time with us. And we pray that you're more joyful now than when you first hit play. And I have been and continue to be Francisco Ruiz. Find me on Twitter and Instagram at FXRUIZX. And you can hire me to do pixel art illustrations for you via Fiverr at RetroRewindPodcast.com slash Fiverr. Finally, we are proud to be part of the Retro Junkies Network at TheRetroJunkies.com and the Christian Geek Central Network at ChristianGeekCentral.com. You can catch us at either of those, but like a Pokemon, we got to catch you all later on the next episode of the Retro Rewind podcast. Retro rewind mission complete. Proceed to nap point Omega and return to base. Really nostalgic? <laughs> Is that the best you can do? <laughs> Paul is so bitter.